Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey, everybody. What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. Tonight we have a guest. It's one of my favorite guests. I'm trying to be musical. I think I'm going to make a CD, a short CD for, for Patreon of all the little songs that I make. Do you think people would buy it? I just, Mary's dancing. Mary's in. <laughs> yeah, tonight we have a special guest. Uh, Mary, thank you so much for joining us again. Hello. Thank you for having me. Love you guys. Um, as, as I mentioned, there are two very good reasons why I'm super excited to have you here. The first of which is that we just delight in your company here at Jersey Goals. We love having you on. And more importantly, we are officially launching a whole new project soon with Mary. And we are also taking part in Dark Hills Radio, which we are so pumped to be a part of. So we are, that's it. The three of us, like, like this, like glue now. We're all stuck. True. True. Yeah, we, are, we are essentially one person. <laughs> three creative bodies yeah going on and put us all three together we might make one fully functioning human being i don't know maybe (laughs) i feel like you guys do and then i come in and i'm like an actual overall subtraction to that person so it's like you guys are probably one person together you probably are like 1.2 people together and i'm like a minus 0.6 no that's that that's not at all true the fact of the matter is that like you know how like when like three kids stack up on each other and put a trench coat on and the fedora to like be one grown up, I'm pretty sure that that's us. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've always aspired to be. I know. <laughs> the bottom too. Which I'm, about. I'm like the, the one carrying everybody like wobbly. Um, it's true. <laughs> she's our power bottom. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm on the top gesturing wildly and making everything her as I un- like unbalance and I'm like look over there who's shiny <laughs> Jackie's just peeking yeah, got me just kind of looking so we had a fun idea for tonight's episode so we hear the kids love the list so we did something a little different this time we wanted to rattle off our top five favorite horror movies the year that we were born now there's a slight disclaimer uh, we cheated just a we l- cheated a little bit look. but you know what so Marissa and I were both born in 1981, but Marissa was born in December. So we just kind of scooted her one month over. She is going to tackle 1982 and Mary is tackling 1984. Like a little baby, know that she is. Yeah, right. our, our, sweet, our sweet little baby is going to do 1984. So. Baby angel. I was already three. I was already running around yeah. in my, in my uh, pull-ups. You're already paying taxes. You had a full-time job. I was proud, like F shaving my legs, living my best life, watching like horror movies, like it ain't no thing. You guys were like my older brothers and sisters in the sense that like I came along and immediately stole your caboodles and all of your coolest stickers. Oh my god, you would too. You would steal all <laughs> my Lisa Frank shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was the one that was like, oh, that's a cool sticker. I'll just take that. Thank you very much. But I was too young. You couldn't blame me. My mom would just get mad at you for being like, she's a baby. Just share your stickers. Right, don't be a jerk. It's the baby of the family. You know what's funny? In this dynamic, you don't strike me as the baby. I acknowledge that I'm the brat of this of family. Like, I get it. Jackie's the angsty middle child. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, you're, you're running the show, which is irony of ironies. Because... Maybe because I'm like the youngest of five kids. So by that point, you pretty much are like an oldest and only child, except that if an oldest and only child was constantly being attacked by a bunch of other children, like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, that is fair. I am, I play the younger spoiled brat kid very well, I think. I, I at least, yeah. into- <laughs> Jackie's like, truth, you fucking. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm agreeing because I am also, you know, Marissa and I had the exact same dynamic. We have an older brother, then there's us, and that's it. We were, you know, the two, and then we're the baby. But no, I agree that, you know, maturity-wise, I capped off at like 10 years old, so. 
Yeah, and I'm a solid seven, so that I think it it works. Yeah, I'm perpetually like a twelve year old boy, sense of humor. Yeah, there it is. Yep. So there we go. Like, There's our dynamic. Also, we do quickly jump in to defend Marissa anytime. She's like, so and so made me mad. We're like literally breaking out the keys. We're like, where their tires? We'll slash them. You need me slash some tires? I got you. Yep. Yeah. And I am by far the most needy and like biggest brat and diva of the group. I own that too. But we also mock you relentlessly, but don't else mock you relentlessly. Again, it all makes sense. It did make right. Right. It does, yeah. I digress. 1981. How, how should we do this? You want to go five, four, three, two, one? Uh, we can. That I mean, I have mine in order, five, four, three, two, one. Oh, okay. yeah. I have mine in order. I just put them in order. I have mine in order too. So you want to you just put them in order. You fucking slacker. <laughs> I had them all decided. I have well thought out reasons. I just, I don't like prioritizing things. Don't, don't put me in a box, Marissa. <laughs> Let her be creative, <laughs> Marissa. <laughs> During homeroom over here. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's start with number fives. Jackie, why don't you kick us off when 1991's <clears throat> number five greatest horror movie? And I think this is going to get a little bit controversial right out the gate for number five the evil dead oh my god jackie i say that because shitty i say that because when you think of the evil dead and the evil dead 2 yeah that is when you have a sequel that surpasses the original are you seriously shocked that you don't you don't think evil dead 2 is better than evil dead 1 no number one Number two. You're like the only person on the planet then. It is It is fairly, it is a fairly widely regarded thing that most people prefer Evil Dead 2 over Evil Dead 1. Considering that they are basically the same movie, Evil exactly. Dead is technically a little better. Uh, I mean, in terms of the technicality of the film, I think, is why people think that way. I also don't know what else is on the list. So while I would be shocked it's number five, I'm not surprised depending on what else is on the list. And considering Evil Dead 2 is the more well-known. Mary, That's why I put it at five. What? Don't be nice to her. <laughs> Telling me there were four other horror movies that come out in 1981 more important to the canon of horror. Who the than fuck Evil said Dead? we're going by more important to the canon of horror? Yeah, I don't know. I just like, changed the rules. No, it's what our favorites are for the year that we were born. And because yeah, okay. Evil Dead 2 is superior, it at least got I gave it number five. I didn't kick it off the list completely. It's a good movie. Two is better, so it's in the number five spot. Fair enough. Okay, we will politely agree to just sit that there. Like, put it in the corner and let it sit for a while. Let's see what your number four is before I say anything else. Mary, go, oh, should I go next? Because I'm yeah, going to go Number five. <clears throat> and this was a hard one because it was between this and um, a, uh, a, a Dario Argento film. But I would be lying if I said I watched Dario Argento films growing up. I was not that classy. Number five, Slumber Party Massacre. Excellent choice. That's a very good choice. Yeah, yeah. Another movie, I gotta be honest, I didn't watch this as a kid, though. Like, I I was too scared of the box art and, like, the guy killing all the girls. And the only reason why I love it as much as I do now is because it's a female director, and I find that very transgressive and interesting. But full disclosure, I'm cheating a little because this wasn't a favorite growing up. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of these on mine that are not favorites of mine growing up. Just because yeah. I see them necessarily. But, like, when I did, they quickly became favorites. Yeah. Or uh, was it yeah. I'm going to save mine. I have a few that were like either on the list or that I feel should be mentioned because most people might expect to find them on the list, but they didn't make it. They got cut from mine. I also have an honorable mention that's incredibly important, but didn't make the list because it's a short film. And I wasn't counting that as a whole, like it is a horror, like a horror themed short film, but not a full movie. So I really hope it's Michael Jackson's thriller. I did. It wasn't 1984. I don't think I thought that was Damn, I was really going to be excited. <laughs> it was. Like, I hope so. Oh, now I have to double check because now that I said that, someone's going to be like, actually. It was, shit, why isn't this, wait, 83. You're I knew it, yes! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead, Mary, what's your number five? So my number five is a little known Stephen King film starring a young Drew Barrymore called Firestarter. Wow, okay. I loved that movie as a kid, actually. I actually liked the book a lot, but mm-hmm. the movie is understandably a little cheesy these days, but I greatly enjoyed that. Um, I do consider it, now I know some people that consider that more of a science fiction film. I consider it a horror film in my mind. It's basically Carrie as a child. <laughs> like it's that kind of like same similar theme, but that would be my number five. No, 
And I give that to Drew Barrymore because I, while, you know, I can't sit here and be like, she is such a great actress. I mean, she's perfectly fine. As a kid actor, she knocked it out of the park. Yeah, she was fantastic in that, actually. Like, that was honestly, everybody else, and I'm trying to remember, was it? Uh, but whoever plays, like, the adults do not do, like, um job. But um, she did, she carried that film. I love me a young Drew Barrymore, and I love me some Stephen King, so I'm here for that one. Yeah, I'm, I like that movie. Um, all right, so should we should we scooch on to number four? Let's, let's scooch on to number four. So my number four for 1981 a quick reminder this is a film that she likes better than evil dead yeah well i've already explained why evil dead made five because it's essentially the same as two and two was done better i love you guys <laughs> well it's you know what that's a good segue that you love me because my number four for 1981 is my bloody valentine oh i see what you did there see what i did there huh? Uh, uh, uh. yeah you really like you have evil dead in your head my bloody valentine in your hand you watch my, my bloody valentine yes interesting i think that's such a the original my bloody valentine i think is is a really it's just like it's a fun slashery it's good times it is a jackie film yeah, yeah that's fair it's a it's a very slashery 80s romp there mm-hmm. marissa your number four number four from 1982 and i'm worried you're gonna yell at me for this one but the thing came out in 82 and you have it as number four dude more puzzled by this than I am about Evil Dead, I have to wow, say. Wow, you yell at me about the Evil Dead and you put the thing at number four? Whatever, I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm curious of what your one, two, and three is because- Now it's okay to, to have- Oh yeah, no, 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 no. This one dishes, but can never take. Oh, she can cry. never take, she's my sensitive little bee. She's baby. the youngest, remember? That's true, yeah, you can't. <laughs> cry go tell bobby right yeah. now. <laughs> mom <laughs> and just <laughs> my brother in real life i would be such a shit and then the second he tried to retaliate I'd be like mom and he'd get in trouble it was perfect um no i will say that number one this was a really hard list to put in order these movies are really 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 good and you guys are gonna laugh when you see what my number one is compared to the rest of them because it's definitely a marissa favorite and not in real life the best of all these movies but I think the thing lost a few points on my scale because it's so borderline science fictiony. But like, and also full disclosure, as a kid, it it scared the bejeebies out of me. So rather than being like a constant rotation film, which the rest of these were, this was a watch like this one. Where I had my that's fair. That's fair. I mean, just I, I'm I'm gonna tell Kurt Russell though. Well, I, I, no, I'm telling him. I'm gonna bang me now. I'm gonna call him and I'm gonna let Never. him. put him at number four. Oh my God! Please don't. Yeah. You're gonna, you're, he's never gonna. He's never gonna bang you now, and you're gonna get a incredibly stern phone call from Goldie Hawn. She's gonna be like, "Why? How could you do this? You just disappointed Hollywood royalty, essentially." I swear to God, if I hope she calls to yell at me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I know. Hot take, you guys. But like I said, '82 was a hell of a year. No, that makes me excited for the rest of your list. Then that it really does. All right, Mayor Roland. Roland to you with number four. Number four on my list. Now, again, this was also a tough year to put in order. Um, I, I stand by my list, I think. Um, and I'm rolling in at number four for 1984 is the trauma classic Toxic Avenger. Because how could that not make the list? The only reason it's not higher, I think you guys will see as additional films come up. But yeah, come on. How can you not love Melvin's Revenge? Oh, man. God. I remember seeing that when I was younger and being really afraid that my parents would find out that I watched it because I thought that that's what pornography was. <laughs> wow, you must have been terrified. Like, well, here's the thing. Full disclosure, and I'm going to tell the story that I don't know that I've ever told in my entire life. Oh my God, I'm so excited. But I was in my brother's room one time and I stumbled upon some reading material and it had Sergeant Kabuki Man in with like some naked people, right? It, it was like a Playboy or Penthouse or something. I don't know what I found. So I knew that Sergeant Kabuki Man was associated with trauma. So for me, I thought trauma in general was just like a porn house. So when I saw Toxic Avenger, I was like, I just watched porn for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Where you like, I don't get it. 
or were you like yeah I mean I I I mean I probably was like maybe like eight or nine years old like I was like I think I was like right around 10 but I was just like oh my god like you were 10 when you watched that movie like an older brother yeah like I probably I think I was just like oh my god like I accidentally watched porn I'm gonna get mom and dad are gonna be so pissed like I seriously thought I was gonna get busted for watching porn because I watched Toxic Avenger wow yeah you've been a little confused in your tween years for a bit (laughs) (laughs) you had a lot of questions I bet it's just the association with trauma to me like I associated trauma with porn because of Sergeant Kabuki Man yeah (laughs) questions and i don't there's your there's your jackie fact of the day it has to be one of my favorite jackie facts is that you thought toxic avenger was porn and now i get with all of the context how that's possible but just hearing absolutely without context i thought toxic avenger was a porno you're like yikes Yeah, man, I I feel like we should like we should call your therapist or something. Like I feel like I now do kind of want to like you know how they do the like film home, like porn homages. Mm-hmm. One for the Toxic Avenger would be amazing. I, <laughs> I mean, a Toxic Avenger porno isn't the worst idea we've ever had. Just throw it out there. Just it's by far the worst. <laughs> Toxic Avenger porn. Toxic Avenger porn. Next big project. Let's do this. Let's do that. <laughs> Jackie, I love it. And personally, I'm here for it. And I think this is the closest we've come to like Jersey Ghoul's letters. Like we've always said we were going to dabble if we needed to, and we're close and I'm here for it. Um, nice. Number three, number three on your list over there. Uh, All right. So number three for 1981, I have Halloween part two. Oh my God. You have goddamn lost your mind. Because I have always enjoyed, regardless of what anybody else thinks, I've always enjoyed that Michael Myers ended up being Laurie Strode's brother. Like I've always liked the family storyline. And quite frankly, it looks like a lot of people did because they ended up doing how many fucking sequels with the family storyline. It was only in Halloween, whatever the fuck that just came out recently that they went outside of the idea that Laurie and Michael are brother and sister. So I, and I really like that it takes place. Like I like the whole, the hospital kills are some of my favorite kills. The one, the jacuzzi kill, like, come on, come on. A good kill. It's a good kill. So, and I've always really, I loved watching. I always, and I'm stumbling over my words. I'm getting excited. I like when a sequel is like one of those, like, it happens right after. Like it's a continuation, immediate continuation of the original. So I like can watch Halloween and then immediately Halloween too. And it's just like one nice big flowing movie. I have a quick question. Yeah. Would you say it's a good movie? I like it. I think it's a good movie. Yeah. Okay. For that genre and as a sequel, I definitely think it out as being a don't, very- Don't be the, the happy middleman here. <laughs> I'm not trying to be the middleman. I'm trying to, he's like, I still think I would probably have put Evil Dead above that. That's me personally though. I am a huge Ash Williams fan and I do love Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi. But at the same time, I understand Halloween 2 is probably, is probably one of my up there on my list of slasher films and sequels that I think they actually did a good job with. Like, I don't think there are all that many slasher sequels that they do fantastic jobs with that I'm like, okay, you guys will just agree to disagree. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about for the slasher genre, which by the way, I'm about to say something incredibly unpopular. Hot take here. I don't particularly think are great movies at all. That's why they're slashers. <laughs> like they don't take that much. They're literally like the teen comedy of horror movies. Yeah. Like it's easy to do. It's typically not. So it's like, I don't think much of that genre. So for me to say of the genre, that's probably one of the ones I enjoy. I'm saying, I don't see what I'm saying. Like Mary, uh, I don't pay you to be like polite and play both sides here. I pay you to be an agent of chaos. And that's what I expect from you when you're on the show. <laughs> My temptation is to just like, I don't know, like end the call real fast. Be like, boom, bitches, chaos. <laughs> Please don't. That's a lot of editing. <laughs> honestly, I'm honestly saving my agent of chaos because I do prefer Evil Dead 2 over Evil Dead, but you really got me with putting the thing as number four. So I was saving my chaos for when your number three comes out. <laughs> yeah. um, I have lighthoused on you because I love the thing. <laughs> Um, you're going to be mad, but no. Okay. That's, 
interesting. Maybe I need to give Halloween to another watch. To be fair, it is probably of all the Halloween movies, and I know how shitty the rest of them are, uh, barring three, of course. Um, but <laughs> like, I I don't know. I I don't. I never really gave it much much of my time. So I'm gonna watch it again. It's gonna be. Well, know. I mean, admittedly, you're not a big fan of the slasher genre either. Oh, but I love Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Yeah. About- rank all of my favorite slashers the halloween series would be pretty high up there especially yeah it sounds like it's just the halloween first one that you like then i love halloween one i'm gonna digress on everything else for now we're gonna save it can we can we put a pin in this oh my god one of these if one of these other horrible halloween sequels makes it over my beloved thing y'all about to see some chaos (laughs) chaos i'm throwing virtual zoom fists already (laughs) Get ready there, buddy. My <laughs> three from 1982. Come at me. Creepshow is a good-ass movie. It was a hard... Listen, it was like Sophie's Choice, okay? These were... Uh, these... The, the top four movies, I was you like... should have saved the better twin, and that was the thing. <laughs> <laughs> there, I... I, I went back and forth a lot. I must have changed this list and I wish I could show my piece of paper where I kept dotting them around a lot. My number one was always set in stone. Like it was like mm-hmm. down flu. And then two, three, four were very interchangeable for me. So yeah. to be fair, I get what you guys are saying, but pound for pound, if I'm going to sit down and like time to watch some horror just to like forget the world. It's no, gonna- I get that. No, I get that. I think that nine times... Mm. I don't know. I think that if I've got the thing and I've got creep show in my hand, I'm, I'm probably going to, I'm going to say that I'm going to watch them both, but I'm going to watch creep show first. Like, I think creep show is what I would gravitate, gravitate, gravitate toward. I almost said gravitas. I'm going to gravitas toward creep show. Is that because creep show is lighter? And it's a little, it's a lighter, more entertaining. It's the same. It's like, okay, to be fair, it's like, if I'm going to sit down and watch a horror movie, I very rarely am like, I want to watch hereditary it doesn't mean hereditary is not a fantastic movie it's just normally i'm like how about we just i don't know watch some tucker and Dale? <laughs> no that's a really good point i think that's part of why it edged out the thing because pound for pound all three of the movies that are above the thing in my head are more fun light watch than yeah than the thing the, the rewatchability is is a big factor in it I can I can live with that. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys didn't murder me that bad for that one. No. All right, Mary, let's he- let's hear your number 3. My number 3 for 1980 and this one was actually tough between 3 and 2 and it shouldn't have been as tough as it was and um, there's going to be heartbreaks regardless, but I decided yeah, I'm pretty I'm going to stick with it. But my number 3 for 1984 is Gremlins. Yes, absolutely. I, I originally had it higher on the list, and I'll explain after I reveal what my number two is. But yeah, Gremlins is, I don't, I think that goes without saying it's a solid film. It's got that fantastically horrifying Santa Claus story stuck in the middle of it, which turns out to be like the sleeper. Like that thing has been in the back of my head since I was seven. Of like, I can't look at a chimney without being like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is the point in the movie where things get fucking weird for me. It's I'm all on board with the eyes <laughs> and the gremlins and everything. Uh, but then that part of the story, I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like uh, the things are really that like the that's one of those moments where I'm like, maybe I'm, something is wrong with me for loving horror. Like that's how horrible that scene is to me. It really is. <laughs> but oh just out of nowhere. Like I feel like I'm like, it's so unnecessary. It's <laughs> you're just like, I honestly in my head where I go is oh god what writer did this happen to that they were like nope it's important information that someone understands this horrible tragedy i've been through and you're like oh jesus <laughs> should we save this one for like shawshank or should we just throw it in gremlins they were like yeah what just wherever it fits <laughs> honestly i feel like they wanted to make gremlins about that story and people were like no 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 like that's a little heavy <laughs> with the mischievous little imps that also like you know get wet and turn evil or whatever like let's go with that and we'll save that other for something different and if i know go ahead jackie i'm sorry no i was gonna say i i thought that i had read that that was done on purpose like that like super melodramatic like ridiculous story that she tells was Mm -hmm. done on purpose to like almost balance the bananas cuckoo that is the rest of Gremlins. I think- Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like I remember reading that. 
I think you're right in the sense that um, I want to say they did it as like a one, I think for two reasons, which is that one, they were trying to draw, like a, I think they're trying to draw a correlation to why a Christmas horror film or something, or something about Christmas and like why that was a thing. And I think they were trying to add, I don't know, depth to Phoebe Cates' character or whatever it was. I don't know, but it was, I just remember as a child, like the rest of the movie, evil little, like evil, adorable little things that turn evil if you don't follow the rules. I, again, I was on board with, I was okay with it. It was a little bit terrifying, but okay, it's fine. It's like you, you pull the tail of a Pomeranian, right? I'm like, but that was just like, I remember as a child sitting cross-legged on the floor in front of my TV, like jaw open, like, oh God, is that even possible? Like, <laughs> could you die suffocated in a chimney? That's a whole new concern for me. I never knew I should be worried about. <laughs> You know, as a kid growing up in the hood, it was one of the few times where I was like, yeah, boy, I don't have a chimney. So I was always really excited there. But um, so weird take for me, Gremlins, although a totally respectable choice, I only ever watch it at Christmas. Every year I watch Gremlins as part of my Christmas rotation. But it- It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, like it's like yeah. my heart. It's a horror movie. Right, <laughs> like it's, but yeah, no. And, and it's a respectable choice. And I also feel like, yeah, that, that scene never sits well with me. The other thing that I realized as we were sitting here was, if I may put my my very feminist hat on for a second, we could have fun with the whole get wet equals evil, just saying. <laughs> oh, I have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, no, I get it. Mary, what do we look like? A trauma film? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. I'll show you my toxic revenge. Wait. <laughs> um, <laughs> never mind. I take it back. <laughs> Rewind. Dial it back, Mary. Dial it back. Yeah, I Sorry, hope. I just got a little excited. Trauma films will do that to a person. I hear. It's true. Uh, it's <laughs> I hope you know we're gonna make fun of this for like pretty much ever. I hope. Well, honestly, I want to put a picture of like Jackie's face. And like a bubble that says, oh God, I just watched porn and then trauma trauma on a t-shirt. <laughs> there we go. I'd buy it. <laughs> All right, we're up to number two, the runner up for the year for the favorite horror film of the year you were born. I'm excited, Jackie. All right. So my number two for 1981, The Howling. Okay. Right. D. Wallace is so badass and my favorite like it's actually one of like one of my favorite twists in a movie is when she's on air at the very end and then like wolfs out that's it's so good so good is it weird that i'm pretty sexually attracted to her in this film no okay no. just check it because i like if i sexually attracted to her in et i'd be like eh, that's a little weird but like in this movie like if there's a very like and Oh, I love this movie. Yeah, it's a good choice. Okay. Yeah. I don't find it weird because I think you're supposed to be sexually attracted to her in that film. <laughs> well, done and done. Um, I uh, I gotta be honest though, not a movie I watch a lot. Like I've seen it maybe twice. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I do remember liking it a lot, and I remember loving her character specifically. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so badass! I just I don't watch it often. Like you're right. When it comes, yeah, to- no, I don't. I don't watch it often either. But the few times that I've watched it, it's just been like. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Uh, and the whole scene when they're like at the comp, not the compound, but like the little, the commune. And it's like, oh my God, they're all there. I know. It, it has a lot of good OMG scenes in it for what yeah. it, like a movie from 1981. And you're right. The transformation scenes, in my opinion, hold up in that movie. It's really good. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to make fun of you for that one. All right. Yeah. Oh, I will allow it. <laughs> I'm so gracious like that, aren't I? I know. Thank you, my lady. <laughs> All right, my number two. Number two. From 82, this house is clear. Poltergeist, baby. How is that not number one? Oh, you'll, you'll see. Oh, okay. So now, now what I'm thinking in my head is there's a Halloween sequel on this list because she hinted heavily there was, and it's going to be number one, and it's going to beat out both the poltergeist and the thing. And honestly, I just, I'm just all the knife hands right now. <laughs> Yeah, Poltergeist is one of, like, just in general. Poltergeist yeah. is up there in my top five. Like, I love, love Poltergeist. Craigy Craig Nels Nels. Oh. Pol- yeah, Poltergeist has a scarier tree almost than Evil Dead does. Pol- mm-hmm. Has one of the few ones where I'm almost more terrified by the good guy, I, I guess, woman, the good guy, the he- like, the psychic. 
she terrified me. Even though I know she was supposed to be on their side, I was like, don't let that woman in your house. Don't let her mess with your kids. Don't let her fuck with your juju. <laughs> like she is terrifying. <laughs> be totally honest here. And I apologize to any listeners who fit this demographic, but if a tiny woman with her voice like pitch met me, I'd be terrified. Deep down. <laughs> Also, if you are a tiny woman with her voice and you call us upset, we will be so scared. (laughs) (laughs) So this is kind of a win-win for you. All you have to do is like confront me. I'll be like, no, you're right. I'm so sorry, ma'am. Please don't. Here's my credit card information. Here's my social security number. (laughs) I'm going to drive me to hell. I I can't handle this. (laughs) As for Jackie, when you call. Um, Dude, I'm in South America. You can't do anything to me. See what I'm saying though? Poltergeist creep showed the thing all in the same year, bro. Like I was like, Jesus, Mary and Freddie, this is crazy. Um, <laughs> but I'm on fire with like the dad jokes tonight. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love Poltergeist. Um, yeah. I would, I want to circle back around real quick. I'm more scared of a tree that's going to rape me than a tree that's going to break in and, and shake me around. Just say it. The <laughs> tree eats fair. you. Yeah, the tree eats you. It eats children. Yeah, yeah that's all right. <laughs> okay Jackie <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know I yeah but also full disclosure that clown scared the pantalones off of me for the vast bulk of my my childhood not feeling killer toys and that, that it was a scary ass movie for me but I watched it over and over and over even though it scared the shit out of me fair enough fair there enough number two wait till you hear number one well, for 1984 my number two and I know for a fact this is going to be controversial and solidly by my number one. I don't care what anyone says, but my number two is Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Mary, it's been nice having you. We're going to go to the left. <laughs> I stand firmly by my number one. I have no problems with this. And uh, yeah, no. no well, I mean, you said you're not the, the slasher subgenre is not really your say, jam. All of the slashers, I do think the Nightmare on Elm Street are the better ones yeah. although yeah some of them some of them are not but like i do like i like the west craven slashers out of most series but it might when you hear my number one i think i will become clear but- okay yeah, i was gonna say i want to wait to hear your number one before i call shenanigans so yeah. that's fair yeah i'm gonna reserve yeah. judgment i'm secretly judging but i'm gonna wait to do it oh anyway. yeah yeah you never secretly judge <laughs> <laughs> secretly do much in life yeah. <laughs> my problem <laughs> All right, so we'll bring it around. Yeah, let's to our number ones. Yell at each other. And I think that I think that all of us. Or actually, I know that Marissa is the same as me, and I'm not not sure about you, Mary, but I know for me, like looking at the horror movies that came out in 1981, there was an instant number one pick. Like there was an instant, without a doubt, number one with a bullet. Everything else will be framed around this movie. Absolutely. Real quick, give me your top five getting into one so I can, like... Sure thing. So I had number five was The Evil Dead. Number four, My Bloody Valentine. Number three, uh, Halloween 2. Number two, The Howling. And the number one movie coming out in 1981, An American Werewolf in London. I think it don't get better than that. It doesn't get better than that. That's very good. Yeah. I love everything. I mean, that is a movie that has a solid leading actor, fantastic, uh, what's the word I'm looking of? Uh, fantastic uh, secondary characters. I know there's a co-stars. Supporting, supporting. supporting. Thank you. That's what I couldn't think of. I mean, Rick Baker. I mean, oh let's God. just talk about my basement flooding. Oh my like God. Rick transformations. Uh, everything. Like they weren't cool. They weren't badass. They were horrifying. You felt it hurt. It hurt for the, I think not for the first time, but I think for, I think this was one of the best examples that show how painful and it really, like you could see and feel and hear how painful it was to transform into a werewolf. And it's, oh God, and the soundtrack and the the wolf and the boobs and it's. And I like that they kept how much of a victim he was as well. Like he wasn't in control. This wasn't something cool. This wasn't like, it was a horrifying experience for everybody like yeah and for whatever reason I don't know why but I have a random piece of trivia from that movie that's stuck in my brain and for some reason will forever be stuck in my brain so if ever we're out at trivia and the question is what is the name of the pub that they go into at the beginning the slaughtered lamb 
I don't know why that fact has always just burned into my brain, but there's another fact. Hmm. So that's, that's, that's my absolute, without a doubt, number one of 1981. So fun fact, I have a, a mug that uh, like a pint glass that says the slaughtered lamb from the- nice yeah um i agree with you i can't believe how well this movie holds up every time and how scary it still is almost 40 years later one of the best transformation scenes ever and the fact that it's 40 years makes me feel really icky but um, <laughs> and old and shitty but um yeah no i i agree it's 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 a great pick i'm i'm there for it all the way it's an amazing yeah, with yeah with just like the 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 plot is ridiculous and wonderful and the effects were fantastic i had to look up the guy's name i couldn't remember it griffin dunn as jack like griffin dunn is just so fantastic when every time he just shows up he's just more and more shredded the part when he's just got like skin hanging off of him and goes for his toast when when uh what's his name when david's in the hospital griffin dunn is probably one of my favorite things about this movie as well but yeah and and also like i feel like it sprinkles humor in well for a dark scary fucked up film i find myself like in all the right places like getting that little comic relief without ever detracting yeah. terror I it just it hits on so many levels because like the idea of not being in control like mary was talking about there's not being in control there's the literal scary monster there's also that fear of a trauma happening away from home like you're in another country like you are not you are as far from home as you can be and a trauma happens like I can't imagine having to go to a hospital or having some something like that happen in another country like that like that there's just so many levels of fear in this movie that I just I could keep going I'm not going to keep going I'm going to let Marissa take it but uh but yeah no that's I I a respectable choice I think I think that's fair um a good list too. I do 1981, huh? Big ups. 1982 too. All right. So my number five was Slumber Party Massacre. My number four was The Thing. Three is Creep Show. Two is Poltergeist. And are you guys ready for number one? I don't think you're ready for this. I'm not sure I can handle it. I'll be honest with you. But I'm here yeah. and I'm ready. Yeah, boy. It's almost done. Three boys till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> Mary's gone, and Mary has left the group. Quit, Mary. Quit the podcast. Silver Samurai. I knew it was gonna be this one, and this whole time I was like, crazy oh, to put that over Poltergeist and the thing. Sorry, but you are a hundred percent. I am, but you know what? The heart wants what the heart wants, Mary, and what my heart wants is a little bit of Halloween. She wants. Threat. She wants a mustache you know ride. That's what she wants. She I wants a good old fashioned Tom Atkins mustache ride. And I, I don't. You know what my heart doesn't want is a Tom Atkins sex scene. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I have never oh. felt more like I. That is the closest I will get to watching Harvey Weinstein in action. I feel like it was so uncomfortable and I didn't like it. He is a fucking national treasure bear you take that back. i don't i don't know that i would have put that number one on my list i don't know that it would go above poltergeist for me but it would have, it would absolutely make my list it would probably be somewhere two or three for me so i don't i don't hate that it's number one but it i don't think it would be number one on mine but it's you know it's fucking halloween yeah. right. now you might be like for marissa tenebrak tenebrae or whatever came out that year and all these other films did you're right but none of them delighted me like halloween yeah. three did mm-hmm. and as as per usual, our list maybe aren't the the uh, you know critical best, but it's what's in our heart. <laughs> That's right. The heart wants what it wants, and I want Dirty Tom Atkins and some fucking Silver Shamrock in my life. Halloween three, season of the witch, which again even the title barely makes yeah. sense. Um, there's Michael My. What a fucking curveball though. Can we stop and just give props to whoever had the cojones? to take that film and call it Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, because no Michael Myers, very mild on the witchcraftery, and literally one of the most bonkers plots. The kids' heads literally, like, mind-blowing. Love it. I don't care. Come at me. I love you all. Uh, good night. <laughs> Mary, go ahead. You're, it's okay. I'm- it's okay. You're wrong. <laughs> but it's wrong. <laughs> all right. Well, Props to 1982. That was a great year for films, obviously. I do appreciate the list, even though I think it's completely out of order and reflective of a disorganized mind of matter. But it's fine. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to have some music for mine, too. Um, oh, you have music, too? Yay! Oh, yeah. So 
Number five, 1984. To recap 1984, number five was Firestarter. Number four was Toxic Avenger. Number three was Gremlins. Number two was Nightmare on Elm Street. For my number one of 1984. Snap! Oh, snap. And Jackie's... dancing for the podcast right now y'all can't see it you know i'm not mad you know this is my number one movie of all time forever in history so i fully support this mary i really wanted to hate your choice but i am so here for i sat here yeah. so confidently i knew i was like if i say nightmare on is number two everyone's gonna be like you're insane you've lost all credibility honestly clear-cut winner i literally knew ghostbusters came out in 1984 and it was already my number one <laughs> you're I don't categorize it as a horror movie. Like if I'm in the video store and I want to watch Ghostbusters, where do I go? Now, don't get me wrong. I fucking love your choice. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent. No, I agree. Cause I think you're, it's in the comedy section. Yeah. I mean, just to play. Here's the thing. I did look it up and I looked up 1984 horror movies and it was the first one. Huh. So there, when I Google 1984 horror movies, Hey, there's there's no reason to not categorize it in horror. I mean, we've talked about it on our show. This was one of the we did episodes on horror comedy, and then the following episode was comedy horror. It's I mean, it's 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 ghosts, it's it's possession, it's 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 everything that goes along with a horror movie. And we have, you know, here's here's all I'm gonna say. If we're gonna call Alien and Jaws a horror movie, then yes, we are gonna call Ghostbusters a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, Beetlejuice, all those kind of movies, like, I think they totally, what? Sorry, I'm like, Alien and Jaws are so obviously horror movies. (laughs) We already know we disagree on this. Literally, the tagline for Alien is, in space, no one can hear you scream. It's a horror movie. (laughs) I I see both sides of that coin, so I'm not going to touch that one. But what I will say is I'm I'm here for all of it. I, I, I don't really mind categorizing it as horror. And yeah, if I have to put it in horror, you're right. That wins number one for me, man. What a great movie. And and I dare I say there were scenes when I was, you know, four years old that scared the patoobies out of me. Like there were a ton. Like that librarian scene, terrifying to me as a child. But like, honestly, a lot of that stuff was that even Gozer before it turned into the giant marshmallow man, she was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Uh damn, you guys, you you both you both did good. I gotta say. <laughs> But I know that my number one was a risk and I took it because I stand by it. But yeah. The chaos demon in me appreciates it. You stirred the pot. You <laughs> it up. I like it. I don't have to agree to appreciate and respect it. <laughs> I now I'm gonna watch that movie. You know what? I think it's time for a Halloween marathon. I think I'm gonna have to do one, two, and three straight through now. Um, because you can't watch one or two without watching three. Um, you know what really this really makes me pause and say damn we had it good in the 80s look at all these movies dude i know well and here's the thing so so the things i didn't mention and just in case it might throw some like shade on my list what didn't make the list but were kind of ones i had to consider children of the corn that didn't make the list uh silent night deadly night which is not like i don't know why you talked about my not i don't not a huge yeah. that's like that might have made my list yeah, Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter. Of course, we talked about it earlier. I'm not a huge Friday the Thirteenth fan of the. Well, that's and that's where we kind of get into. I mean, we're in the '80s, so the '80s is the decade of the slashers. So they're just churning them out left yeah. and right. So they're going to be all over. The honorable mention for this in a movie I loved as a kid, or the short film I loved as a kid, is the original Tim Burton short film Frankenweenie. I just watched that the other day. It had to be on the list. I, I wanted to put it on the actual list, but I was like, it is a short film. It's a short film. It doesn't technically count as a full movie, but it has to be an honorable mention. Frank and Wee. Oh, I love Frank and Wee. Hashtag Shelly Duvall. Oh, Shelly. Shelly's in it, man. It's, oh, no. it's so good. My honorable mention on my list was uh, Cat People was 1982. <laughs> Me no likey. No. I never, never liked it. And uh, Basket Case, which I didn't come oh. to till later, is a creepy but respectable yeah. film yeah. from 1982. And yeah, there was a Friday the 13th, I think, part three, but we know how I feel about Friday. Yeah, Friday the 13th, part two came out in 1981, um, which, you know, yeah, it's the introduction 
introduction of the Jason Voorhees character. Um, there was also Scanners, which I have never seen Scanners all the way through, but I think everybody knows that exploding head scene. All right, so that, that does it, man. And if you either agree or disagree with us, know, number one, that I don't give a shit, and number two, we want to hear from you. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, because I'm wrong, unless, but I just don't Unless care. you're a small woman with a voice much like the woman in Poltergeist, in which case- Yeah, if you, if you're, if you are anything like Zelda Rubenstein- All respect and love, but I don't want to hear from you because I will not sleep at night. <laughs> If you're Tom Atkins. I do not want to hear from you. I want to hear from Zelda Rubenstein. (laughs) So you know what? Let's do a little audience participation. And in the comments, what year were you born? What is, what what was like the top? We don't have to go top five even. You want to go top three. And for the youngins who listen, and I know there's quite a few of you out there, all you uh, hip millennials and all you hipster folks who are in your 20s and stuff, tell me why the 90s wasn't, I feel like the 90s were the worst. Like there was very few 90s. Really oh, good. no, it was the 2000s. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say the 90s had a lot of, you, you had a lot of that self-referential tongue-in-cheek horror, which I do appreciate. I mean, Scream technically is 90s, I think. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, I mean. 90s, maybe late 90s, early 2000s. I think those kids who are like in their 20s, they're, they're gonna be struggling. Yeah, I to me I'm I'm okay with the nineties. The nineties are up there with, with the eighties for me. Um it's it's yeah, it's the aughts. It's the early two thousand two thousand to two thousand ten was pretty much ass. Oh yeah, especially when the torture porn shit came out. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. Um but I feel like you look at these lists, our three lists are stacked, bro. Some mm. of the biggest names in horror history. Like I feel like the kids today, like I know I'm like yelling at the clouds on my on my porch right now, but I feel like they're gonna have a hard time coming up with a heavy hitter five the way we all easily did. I don't I think it depends. I think I think there are movies that I probably didn't pay attention to that I am now discovering as being like, wow, that actually is like I always feel like that it's easy for me to love something I'm familiar with and something I grew up with. It's harder for me to be in the right mindset when watching something new. See what I'm saying? Because again, like Ghostbusters is a good example. It's really hard to watch Ghostbusters in the any of the newer versions and not be like, it's not my Ghostbusters. And that's fine. I actually didn't mind the, like being I'm saying, the, the, the newer ones, but it takes that mindset of going, I have to compartmentalize in my head. It's not my Ghostbusters. Because the Ghostbusters I grew up with are Rick Moranis and Bill Murray and, you know, Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd and uh, it's, it's those are the Ghostbusters and Winston. And hey, re- hey, real quick, can I cordially invite whoever the person is who assaulted Rick Moranis in a subway to go fuck themselves? Come, I swear to God, every nerd in America should get together and get to punch that person in the face one at a time. How oh, yeah, I still, I still love the idea of like John Wick Four should be him hunting down the guy that punched him. Swear to God. <laughs> There was any justice in this world literally they'd be like do you identify as a nerd if so come line up and we would all just line up and just pop the guy one in the face who attacks rick moranis i digress i'm sorry anyway uh 20 somethings tell me why i'm wrong because you're right there's probably a ton of great movies out there that i'm not thinking of because i'm an old lady who's yelling at the clouds so tell me why i'm wrong tell me your favorite movies especially the youngins out there and just admit that the 80s were better it's okay we'll love you yeah. for it. <laughs> i mean it's true though the 80s were better i mean it's Fine. You're wrong, and it's fine, but it's... We had caboodles and those giant hair ties that I'm... Scrunchies. Mm-hmm. They're back now. For a thing. Bangs, so much more dramatic in the 80s. Hair, everything was more dramatic and extra in the 80s. Dayglow pink was an acceptable color to wear around in large quantities, like... It's not. What? It's, it's not anymore. I'm just... I mean, not in large quantities. Now it's an accent color. In the 80s, that was the color. Yeah. Why would you wear anything but day glow pink? Now it's like, well, accent with day glow. Yeah. Oh, the 80s. Them's were the days, y'all. And on that note, Mary, thank you so, so much for joining us. Give us the rundown on Dark Hills events and Dark Hills Radio. Absolutely. Um, so for uh, everyone that has not heard me on the show before, I work with Dark Hills events. Dark Hills events does a lot of when we're not currently in the, in a pandemic environment there's a lot of live immersive events it's kind of a immersive theater style homaging a lot of our favorite and great horror movies currently they're kind of shifting gears what with everything going somewhat you know smaller groups socially distanced working with online events role-playing games uh, has been a huge thing we've done so every month we take a movie typically something horror or spooky themes 
and homage it in an RPG. We give ourselves a month to create a game, a storyline, find a system that works for that game, find characters, and kind of run that. So it's a little, um, it's a little bit of a patched together job at some points, but it's fun, it's entertaining, and it kind of is the themes of the various horror movies. Um, Dark Hills Radio, for everyone that is not also aware, just launched recently. It's a collaboration with the wonderful ladies of the Jersey Ghouls and Dark Hills Events, and it's is kind of it kind of runs the gambit of all the things we find entertaining and it's a creative platform that we chose to do storytelling immersive theater and audio plays potentially some more rpg work it's going to be a little bit of everything but mainly it's just us being creatively nonsensical and fun hopefully so that's my incredibly long spiel for the yeah no and definitely <laughs> you can find dark hills radio on your favorite podcasting app it's on spotify and yep, google iTunes. and itunes and stitcher and Amazon. anywhere you get your podcasts you can hear dark hills radio yes but check us out episode one just aired it is an audio play featuring the amazing voice talents of jackie uh, as well as you know Katie Moyer, um, Mike McSella, and a whole cast of characters, and as well as the direction of Marissa Pona, and written by us at Dark Hills Events, and sound designed by kind of everybody. <laughs> and it's been it's been fun. It's a great. I think you guys will enjoy it. So yeah, definitely check it out. And um, hey, guys, one more thing before we we say goodnight. <laughs> Act like that don't make you happy, Mary. Act like you don't secretly want to watch. Here's here's the problem, Mary. (laughs) This is like the greatest battle for me. Keep going. No, here's what you don't understand, Mary, is that now randomly throughout our group chat, that that Silver Shamrock song is going to come up because when when Marissa and I, what was a couple years ago, we watched it together, and then like just every other day, we're sending each other that. Like we would just call her and just. I wouldn't even say anything. I would just put the phone, you know, put it on the phone and just let it go. Yeah. Love so. it so much. It's yeah. such a good, it's our feel good song. It's up there with ballroom blitz. It's a feel good song for us. <laughs> it's That's fair. Of year. Uh, <laughs> song of my life. <laughs> it's true. Thank you guys for joining us uh, for another list episode. We hope you guys had fun. Don't forget to check us out on your favorite podcasting app. Just search Jersey Ghouls on social. You'll find us. Come say hi. Uh, Please rate us on iTunes. Um, Give us a five stars. Give us a comment. Tell us why we're totally awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yell at Marissa for her horrible choice. (laughs) (laughs) That too. And I'll leave. As long as you leave five stars, you could tell Marissa to go fuck herself. Do that. You could do that. Yeah. So that's five stars full of fuck you, Marissa. Halloween (laughs) does not beat. I'll tell you what. Anyway, I'm going to just send them the Silver Shamrock song. So. <laughs> That's you heard here, folks. Yeah. Five stars of fuck off to Marissa, and she will personally sing the Silver Shamrock song for you. Five stars of fuck off. I think I just found the name of my memoir, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, oh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.